You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Nikki Maloof. Nikki, thanks so much for being with me. It's great to be here. Nikki, we're going to talk about your show at Periton, which is up now. We're talking on March 15th, and it's up another month until April 15th, 2023. And I'd like to start with the title, Skunk Hour which I kind of love, has a lot of associations uh, to me. Um, yeah. And we're going we're gonna to talk yeah. about your paintings, which are, which are really beautiful. But, yeah, let's talk about Skunk Hour. Oh, well, Skunk Hour is a, a poem I, I have loved um, since I discovered it, actually, when I was at school at Yale. Um, I took a poetry class randomly um, with Langdon Hammer, and we talked a lot about poetry, and it kind of opened up my my life and my my practice in a huge way. Um, but that poem, to me, um, really, the, the kind of... Uh, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. That's a, that's a Robert Lowell poem, correct? Yes, Robert Lowell, the, yes. Um, he was sort of the, the person who kind of started the confessional poetry era. Um, and so many of my favorite poems, poets are, are kind of from that time. But uh, that poem has like a, a really intense kind of tension within it and there's a obviously there's a lot you could say about that poem um in terms of like you know analysis and whatnot but I, I guess really for my purposes that the kind of feeling of it the rawness of it um really just I don't know there's something about it that I felt I felt really a, like a kinship with it um these these paintings have a lot of tension and, and angst and they're they're sort of um paintings that are rooted in the world around us the domestic world and the kind of formality of that versus like maybe the wildness of the of the nature that surrounds us and i feel like there's a lot of that in his in his poem that there's like a kind of a he's pitting like uh you know the civilized self versus the wild self and um I just, I don't know, I guess it just really felt like it, it, it kind of encapsulated something I wanted to get out of these paintings. Um, and I like that, yeah, that, yeah. that, that helps because, because that's also, you're seeing in, in part driving some of the, the narrative of, this, of mm-hmm. this work, the stories, your approach, correct? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, they're def- so, they sort of, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, let's talk about that. Like, the, like the, to talk about the work when you come in, uh, I think the first piece I saw was Yellow Kitchen Still Life, this kind of amazing mm-hmm. colors that was um, also not too far from a whole series of drawings, which introduced you to your work in a, in a really interesting way, the, the color mm-hmm. and, and the painting and, then, um, and the way the paint's applied. And then mm-hmm. when we turn around, we're looking at all these incredibly detailed uh, drawings that don't quite look like preparatory sketches, but I imagine they are to some degree. So to talk about, you know, both of those uh, works, or there were several drawings, but Yellow Kitchen Still Life. Um, mm-hmm. You were talking about domesticity, but I, I want to talk a little bit about the the surface here and perhaps the narrative, you know. Um, and there's uh, an amazing plate of fruit and that people mm-hmm. can link to, and, and, and we're linking to, and people can see this. But um, but the way this is painted is incredibly lush. It, when I walked yeah. in, I just thought, wow, you know, this is this is a whole new world I'm walking into, a, a very sensual mm-hmm. world, essentially, mm-hmm. through that image is how I read it. 
Yeah, I mean, as far as paint goes, like that is a huge subject of mine, the, the kind of tactility. I mean, a painting is so much more than just an image. And I think we kind of can forget that at times because we're always looking at the flattened world of our, of our phones. But I, I really want your eyes to kind of caress the surfaces of my paintings. I, I often think about paint as like almost like as if it's like low relief so like I'm kind of carving away and building it up and like there's like a dimensionality to it that I think is really powerful. Um, and that's what one of the driving forces for wanting to create. Um, it's also one of the places where, you know, I can, I can also kind of feel or I kept trying to kind of express attention within that, like the kind of desire to fiddle with something, but also like the, like wanting to be free at times, wanting to like kind of just, be more expressive or bold or, you know, having something be really, I really love paintings that have like a whole kind of variety of languages within them. I've always been attracted to that type of painting. I think maybe it just goes back to my, my training and the things that I, I fell in love with as a young, younger artist, but artists that have like a whole range that isn't just like one kind of stylized mark that, that you really get lost in that world. Um, to me, that's the excitement of painting. That's the thing I, I look for and I, and I love. And that's, I want these paintings to draw you in for all of those reasons. I want them to be kind of an event, not just like a picture that you forget. I like um, that. Um, yeah, that's so interesting. So to compare that with the drawings, now there's, there's that painting, and we're going to talk about more of your paintings, which is predominantly what's in this show, but across from this, like, wonderful and kind of uh, sensual and, and, and immersive painting that we were just talking about, there's mm -hmm. the drawings, which is, um, which are, are, are really kind of wowing in their, in their detail, and it, and it draws you right in. Oh, there's a grouping thank of you. them. But that's, of course, a very different uh, approach than the, the painting, right? The, all the well, things that you were talking about don't quite sure. apply to drawing, do they? Sure. I mean, the drawings, are, they definitely serve a, a purpose. They are, they are the blueprints for my bigger works. I, I don't feel like I could start a big painting without having a map, and these are my maps. Um, they, they kind of, the thing about drawing is, is that it's just paper, and so you can kind of be free with it, and you can kind of um, practice in a way and, and not be, and you're not so precious about it, and so they're really an important part of the work because it's sort of like when I'm working it out and when, it, when I'm kind of like riffing, like if I was a musician, it would be like when I'm just kind of like getting the chords down or something. And then when you go to make a big painting, then you have, you practice the song and you, and then you just perform it. And, and that's the kind of practice. That's like just something that I really like um, for me. Some people, you know, everybody's so different as far as artists go. Like that's just my system. And I think, being an artist is figuring out what system works for you. Um, so I like to show the drawings though because I do feel like they are a different feeling. They're they're they have similar aspects, but they're kind of their own little body of work in themselves. And I, I really like to see how artists work. I like to kind of think about how they constructed their show. And when you get to see drawings, it's like a little bit of a window. And so that's why I like to show them. I like that too. I mean, it's it's a it's a different way of I, I think seeing in a way. You know, the paintings are 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 these um, are, are such different feeling in a way from it, and, and so immersive. And the color is so kind of um, exciting to see that that 
the drawings are, are almost like a, a counterpoint, right? We're, we're getting involved yeah. in how, how you're setting things up, but there's also maybe something even more interior about them. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I think uh, so about drawings. I, I often feel like they're so intimate. Like if you ever see a drawing of by, you know, I don't know, like I remember like seeing a Rembrandt drawing for the first time being like, wow, like imagining him like sitting and with a pencil and just drawing and it felt kind of like really incredibly intimate. That's almost like writing a letter. Like it feels like because it's just this like really immediate material, there's something about it that I find very intimate and it just draws you in. And and also I do think you're just less precious about drawing. You're kind of free to just be, you know, in that moment, just making some little thing. If it doesn't work, you just crumple it up and start over. And, and so it, it, there's something about the, the the reason I like to start with those types of of things in the beginning is that it's that's where my mind is the most free to just kind of like generate some some idea. Um, and you're not. It's almost like you're not. You're kind of you're present, but you're also sort of lost in just this like. This, this type of, I don't know, this type of making that's kind of, like you're always trying to get to that with painting. Like you're always trying to like lose yourself in it. And it, I find it's easier to do that with a drawing maybe because that it's not so, it doesn't, I don't get like stage fright with it, you know. I don't, mm. I'm just like there in my like kind of comfortable place. And so I think it's, yeah, that that's just like something I'm always trying to, to find. Right, right. Yeah, that makes sense. It's nice talking about drawing uh, with you. And, and, and so the, the paintings, one of the first ones I, I came upon in there was the cherry tree. And this is, you know, to be a gorgeous painting that, that kind of sets the tone in some way for the series, but it's a cherry tree. There's all this activity on it. Everything mm-hmm. looks sort of uh, delicious, almost beyond mm. human scale, though, though so many other mm. paintings are, are representing, as you said earlier, sometimes aspects of domesticity. This one is, mm-hmm. is, is, is standing out in, in, in its own almost, in, in, in a field, and looks almost, mm. um, I don't know, like, a, like, like an allegory, like a story, like something mm. Mm. Um, that's deeply involved. And there are these things at the edge of the, of the canvas, like a, like a hand or talons yeah. coming down that make it almost seem yeah. like... Where are we, and, and what story are we in? Almost? I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's something that's kind of eat, Eden like, uh, you know. Mm. Yeah, the tree paintings really kind of became allegories for like um, kind of the brevity of life and the the art. maybe they're they're a bit existential trees, I guess. Like, I liked um, when I when I started to make them, I was thinking a lot about like. Okay, so I'm I'm in this domestic world, right? Like, I've often, you know, found myself painting in kitchen scenes, scenes that include food because of this kind of sensual nature of painting food. It's very fun and kind of delicious to paint. And so I was thinking about, well, let's like zoom out, like, and kind of leave the house and walk out in the in the backyard, see if we can find a tree or something. And what would happen if you painted that? And as I was painting it, um. I became really, I don't know, it, it kind of felt like a a painting about time and 
there was something about moving around the branches that was really satisfying to me. And when I'm painting, I, when I'm coming, coming upon ideas, like I'm sort of following a little trail of, of things that interest me in it. And so with the tree, it was like, well, first of all, it was just like a lovely um, a form to paint. Um, all of the cherries were, they really drew you in. And then within it, it was kind of, like buried within the tree branches is this sort of story about life and death. And um, for me, living where I live, you do happen upon reminders of that a little bit more often than you do in a city. Um, you'll notice a bird returning and making its nest every year, or you might, I might be walking to my studio and, and see a hawk devouring a bird. And so there are these little moments where you're kind of reminded for a second that there is this um, cycle that's happening. And then for me, the paintings often kind of try and figure out how we are part of that. And that became sort of acute when I had children and I started to think about, you know, this kind of cycle is happening in my life too. And um, so the, the little bits of people that are starting to creep in are at the same scale as these animals because it's sort of like trying to think about the hierarchy of of us um, in relationship to the kind of world around us um, that we ponder and wonder about. So um, I don't know. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> that makes, that, makes, like that a, makes a lot of sense. And, 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 yeah. and that, that's really helpful to hear because that's also – um, applies to other work in the show, right? In, in, yeah, in other definitely. work, there's, there's, there's similar elements happening. Um, I mean, there's, there's one, As the Crow Flies. I also like this one very mm -hmm. much. And um, this also has a, a kind of a, a tree in it that looks like an impossible tree. There's yeah. more fruit on it. The paintings it are definitely impossible. Yeah. And impossibility is part of the fun of a painting because it's like, it can be whatever you want it to be, and it can be larger than life. It can be more wild than life, and um, that's like that's part of the event of the painting, or something that that makes me want to look at it. And um, I like the trees. I like the addition of of trees and nature in these works because it sort of like also has it brings like a sort of time, a season, a season kind of aspect of it that I think is really intriguing to me I, I guess like the idea that these things like indicate time passing is um something i was i was uh really interested in that's that's so interesting and there's i mean in some of these it also seems to be um like a the, a menace a menacing feel a little bit there's a mm. there's a, a a drawing called chase lounge which is Mm -hmm. beautiful drawing and also the painting of that called in a yellow room and and this mm -hmm. painting in the yellow room which um, has this chaise lounge which is mm -hmm. painted in this kind of style that almost makes it look like you can eat it you know it's a really mm -hmm. kind of wonderful looking but the narrative here you know the cat on the couch and you know a mm -hmm. bear outside carrying something and then like most prominently a kind of wolf or dog underneath the couch mm -hmm with a bird in its mouth, um, mm -hmm. that, that of course really struck me. We're looking at what looks like a very peaceful scene, 
Mm-hmm. There's another cardinal outside the window that may be looking for its mate that's in the in the dog's mm-hmm. mouth, but it's hard <laughs> to know whether for me whether is that dog is that dog real or is that the fears like you'd have as a yeah. child that there's something under the bed. So this yeah. one also, I mean, maybe um, it's impossible in a different way to talk about yeah. impossibility. There's also some kind of fantasy or even kind of. Uh, yeah. Uh, unconscious things happening here? Am I, sure, am I reading yeah. too much into it? Or? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, they're they're not narrative in the sense that they have like a real, like like you're not supposed to fully like. There's not a story fully that I'm telling. I'm more like suggesting a story. But um, I guess to bring it back to maybe that Robert Lowell painting, I I sort of feel like this kind of the 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 um the menace or the 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 wildness is sort of trying to create that sort of similar tension where maybe it's like, you know, maybe it's, it's, it's the mind not being right. Um, maybe it's also, you know, having to do with the kind of the tension of being, I don't know, being, I guess, feminine, um, being a woman, being a mother and having a wild side within you, having like a darkness. And I am attracted to, artworks that are like that, that are almost like dark comedies, um, because I think that's what it feels like to be alive. Like how, how many times a day do you feel the, the need to cry and laugh at the same time or are little moments of, of rage always kind of behind the corner? You know, I don't know. I, it's, to me, it's about like depicting the kind of spectrum of what it feels like to be a person and the kind of thoughts that pass through you. Um, and yeah, I also think it's also about kind of creating something that draws you in that makes you want to look. And I don't ever want the paintings to be so sweet that you're not really sure, you know, how to relate to it. To me, that's not that's not real. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, speak of one more, which which maybe articulates some of what you're saying because that's so clear. But the uh, the painting that's also the title of the show, Skunk Hour, uh, mm. another very large painting. It seems like they have so many things in there that you're saying. Um, the painting, you know, the the idea of uh, laughing and crying at the same time. Mm. You know, there's on one hand there's just cooking here, but there looks like what is a not quite a severed hand on the table, but mm-hmm. a disembodied hand and a cat yeah. meowing and one leg on the stairs mm-hmm. and a, and a, and a, a yeah. knife that looks a little bit menacing in itself, two of them. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. and then also the perspective on this, which, which which feels like it's coming out at us, you know, that, that, mm-hmm. that we could be in this scene. Um, yeah, to me has that, exactly what you're saying, this this kind of wonderful mix of, of humor and also um, fear. Right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely that's the kind of world that I want to create. Because I think that's, I mean, these these paintings are sort of like unrealistic and also like based on real feelings. So there's, um, to me, that's, I don't know, I guess I always feel like paintings are like a place where I put all of those thoughts and feelings and try to kind of work them out. Um, I don't always know what the outcome is while I'm doing it, um, often a lot of those ideas come later, but yeah, that, that all, wanting to have all of those things at once is, is 
definitely like the driving force. Um, humor also being like a really important tool to kind of un- deal with things that maybe we're thinking about. Um, that maybe it's harder to that 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 that's hard to kind of confront in it, in a direct way. A humor sort of lightens the load. Um, so it, yeah, humor like humor, humor takes down the, uh, our guard in a sense. You mean it kind of takes down the sure. guard to some extent. For sure. Yeah. For sure, but but also allows you to do things that um, maybe seem insane or something, <laughs> like letting a dog devour a bird. I don't know. If I was right. doing that, you know, if I was the one doing it, it would be a totally different painting. But we allow things to happen with animals that we don't um, with people, and maybe that's one of the reasons why I'm attracted to using them. They create, like, a whole different range of um, possibilities. So, Right, that we're still very close to, that we understand, because, of course, we're animals yeah. too. But, you mean, we relate yeah. to that. In, in in some yeah yeah unconscious they have like or a whole way. yeah they become they can come become like kind of vessels and ways of um, metaphor for for sure and um, they're also really interesting forms um, so yeah I I find them I find it to be an effective way of I don't know creating works that we relate to but that aren't always completely dominated by humans human form. I like that. Yeah, I like that. That makes so much sense. Nikki, it's great talking to you about this. And of course, there's links here for listeners to see more and even attend the show if they're listening to this before April 15th. I want to ask you one more question before we go, which is, um, what are you reading at the moment? I'm always curious what everyone's reading. (laughs) Well, um, I have been trying to get through a thick book of Elizabeth Bishop and Robert Lowell's letters, um, but it's going to take me a while. Um, it just happens to be that that's what I've been reading it, and it also happens to be <laughs> the connection with Robert Lowell and my my painting title. But that's exciting, Nikki. I want to thank you so much for talking with me today, and I want to wish you well for the rest of this uh, gorgeous show you put together. Thank you. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.